Welcome to season two of Sexcapades with Annie and Mr. A. The intro music is Hell's Coming With Me by Poor Man's Poison. Give them a listen. You will not regret it. They're great. Annie and I are a married heterosexual couple living in the Midwest. We are not sex professionals, but we do have an adventurous and healthy sex life. We thought we would share our sex positivity with you. Welcome to a very special episode of Sexcapades with Annie and Mr. A. We have a treat. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, so this episode is dedicated to the release of Annie's new novel, Naughty Nights at the Bloom, All Desires Welcome. <laughs> yes. um, we just got our physical copies in the mail today. Very exciting. It's very exciting. And so uh, we thought we would talk about it. And let Annie uh, give some insight into the the nature of the book, what inspired it, uh, what the kind of some of the content is, um, and maybe even her like her writing process as we um, well as as she wrote it. I didn't I didn't put pen to paper at all. So he did a lot of editing for it, definitely. <laughs> Don't uh, don't fault me if for the typos when you read it. <laughs> but I'm going to start and let Annie talk about what led her to um, this particular novel. Okay. Um, gosh, I have a I don't know a few different ideas bouncing around. I think, um, but. Honestly, I really, uh, during the pandemic, I think it was during the pandemic, um, we started watching a show, How to Build a Sex Room. and <laughs> It's an excellent show. <laughs> it is a great show. It's on Netflix. And I really loved looking at all of the rooms that were created on that show. And I just started thinking about how great it would be if there there was a hotel, you know, there are a lot of sex hotels, a lot of adult only, um, all inclusive places that you can go, um, for sex adventures, so to speak, or that's, you know, sex is, is, um, or sex is welcome right? and expected. And, um, you know, some places are, can have public areas and, uh, be clothing optional or only nude and, you know, all different types of things all around the world. Um, but I thought it'd be really cool if, there were rooms decorated as uh, lavishly and as unique, each room being very unique, um, similar to uh, that show, because they had not just like satin bed spreads and things like that, but I mean, they went, you know, all out on clothing, um, apparatus, uh, you know, sex equipment, um, toys in the room. Just everything. So, like more more sex oriented than some of the hotels that have like uh, romance themes right. per room. Yeah, this is not so much romance. This is get down to it, have sex, <laughs> get your get your sex groove on, uh, and every single it's it's like a utopian 
sex environment where sex is available for anything. If you don't have a partner, you can, you know, there are people that are volunteering to come in and help you out. If you want to take a class on tantric sex, you can take a class. If you want to watch pole dancers, you can watch pole dancers. If you want to watch live sex, you can watch live sex. So it's really just kind of utopian sexual pleasure fantasy played out. So that's, that's, that was my start was building like the hotel. So I was trying to decide, you know, where would I put this? And um, Colorado was one of my favorite states. I love mountain areas. Um, and I was kind of thinking it needs to be remote in a place where people travel to, you know, for that as its main source. But I like also the idea of the woods for a backdrop of people being able to take hikes naked and having sex outside. Um, so you're communing with nature, but also really, again, getting that sex groove going. And so, uh, with, with all of the rooms being different, presumably the clientele for each room would be different. Exactly. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, I created the rooms, um, for different, I kind of developed characters for six different rooms, um, kind of six different couples and tried to give them different personalities to fit the different rooms. So there's like a dungeon and a rock and roll room and like a honeymoon suite. And I have a camper van outside uh, for uh, these two uh, married women that I have on the in my script. And um, yeah, so every, every room is kind of unique to their personalities. And the, the hostess, Polly, tries to fit that tries to do a good job matching people up um, with with those personalities. But there are some commonalities. Most rooms have the St. Andrew's Cross in them. It seems to be a, uh, a favorite toy, and it gets used a lot. And so, but the, I tried to, like, yeah, use a lot of different equipment that people don't normally have in their homes because... You know, if you go on vacation and you're going on a sex vacation and that's, that is your purpose is you're not trying to reconnect romantically. You're trying to reconnect sexually or you're going there to experience sexual things that you haven't experienced before. This is a place to let your guard down and literally fuck in ways you haven't fucked before. It's, <laughs> it's the time to explore. So in order to do that, you need toys that you don't have at home and you need equipment that you don't have at home. So, speaking of fucking away as you haven't fucked before, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you mentioned at least one lesbian couple. I know that there's, um, I know that there's sex in this book that you haven't had before. <laughs> can, is, yeah. can you can you describe how you, what's your process for how you try to write uh, that kind of sex? Yeah. Um, so there's a there's quite a bit of heterosexual sex in in the book. Um, but there's also, there's cuckolding, there is a uh, male to male BDSM and lesbian sex, um, group sex, uh, gang banging. So there's a lot of variety, uh, which I have not done, uh, most of those things. So Ms. Ray is right. Um, so yeah, we really just had to do research. So I enlisted Ms. Ray to watch some porn with me to, <laughs> <laughs> so the gang banging, for example, I mean, um, 
Mr. A hated that, but we <laughs> we watched several videos and and tried to you know. The, the gangbanging actually was interesting because I had, like, my own idea of how I wanted the gangbanging to go. Because the girl in the gangbanging scene really likes water sports. And so most of the gangbanging scenes that we watched didn't actually include water sports. It was a lot of just maybe come play and, you know, right. things like that. So so it, I didn't just write down what I saw. But we definitely needed to get... Well, you should have told me. I, I, <laughs> I have porn for that. <laughs> Well, we, we, I had seen enough. So, um, but we watched that. We watched some gay porn. We watched, you know, male. And um, so, but I, I feel like I went harder on the BDSM than the gay porn that we watched. Um, uh, yeah. I mean. Then, you know. Yeah, you, you, you took. And we didn't watch, like, my, like, one of the main scenes I have involves three men and a I don't think we watched anything with three men. It was like two. Yeah, we we, we didn't. You really did, um, you know, based on based on our research. <laughs> um, she didn't try to recreate what no. we watched. It was really just kind of understanding the fundamentals. And yeah, I didn't want to get anything wrong, and I didn't obviously didn't want to be offensive and try and put in stereotypes to you know to that nature. Um, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I understood what was happening and, you know, it's not hard to understand. Just wanted to make sure I <laughs> got it right. So I think I did research for that. Uh, Insert penis here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a lot of the things, well, ropes, there's some rope play, which we haven't done before which that's not really a big deal, but I did have to research different kinds of ropes and what that entails and, and, and the different terms used. I'm not a pole dancer. And so I had to, there was a scene in there with pole dancing uh, and pole dance lessons. So I had to watch the pole dance lessons to try and, you know, kind of get a sense for some of the technical terms and things like that. So there was actually quite a bit of research that went, went into uh, figuring out, uh, you know, the, the ins and outs, the cuckolding scene, um, that's in the story. One of the stories I just kind of, you know, just went with that. It's, I think that one's when you can intuit. Yes. Of sorts. I I think so. Voyeurism, definitely something we can, uh, and most of the other things I think we've, we have done. So, uh, with the research between the research and the and the actual writing of it, how long did this process take? Amazingly, I worked on this project for about a year, and I say amazingly because when I first started it, I really thought I would get through it like that first summer when I started working on it. Um, but I I really like I started with a layout of I had to make a I made a blueprint of the hotel, so I created the hotel. And the rooms, I kind of tried to imagine where everything would take place. And then I also created like character sketches of each of the couples and what their jobs were going to be and what their roles were going to be like. And then um, I, I developed ideas for what type of sex scenes I wanted to put in the story. So I did a lot of planning um, and mapping first before I started writing the details. Almost like storyboarding, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of storyboarding first. Sadly, no um, no actual visuals 
on the storyboard. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Annie and Mr. A make it into the story. Yeah, that was a, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, um, and they're fun to, it's fun to write about Annie and Mr. A. So that's, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, one of the the more interesting parts. We we think that the Annie and Mr. A uh, chapters are the best chapters, but <laughs> but that's only because they're you know our chapters, <laughs> right? Not like we're not doing tell-alls in the chapters, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to um, insert the Annie Mystery characters in there, and, and and they get to interact with other people because in most of the stories I write, they're not interacting with other people. So this is a story where they get to right. express themselves among others. So is it is it easier or harder to write um, the Annie Mystery portions? than the people that you get to create out of whole cloth in your in your head. No, it's definitely easier to write about Annie Mr. A. I mean I have um have a lot of practice with Annie Mr. A, <laughs> so uh what I don't want to do is get in a rut and and write the same things over for them. So it's hard to, you know, I mean I want to make sure that they stay fresh. So that was one of the things that was nice about bringing in new characters is exploring other types of sexual behaviors kinks, fetishes, um, and then also looking at different, like, um, so problems, but, you know, some of the characters actually, um, are dynamic characters and that they're, they're, they have a character arc that, you know, changes and goes through some development. Um, and so you can't just have hot sex all the time, although hopefully <laughs> every story is very hot, but still there's, there's some developing happening in the stories. All right. Well, I, I, th- as the uh, as the bad editor here, I know I, I often got caught up enjoying the story rather than editing. But well, so Mr. A is is a great kind of muse for me while writing these stories because one I trust his judgment very much, and two, um, if he re- if he read something and was like, eh, that's all right. Then it's like, well, if you didn't go hard, it's not all right. It's horrible. <laughs> like it has to get you hard. Otherwise there's no point. So I must need to go back and revise it. So it's kind of a nice gauge, uh, of like read this chapter. Don't worry about spelling and grammar right now or context. Just read it. And I need to know if it turns you on. Which is its own, uh, enlightening part as, as the reader, um, you know, I, I've never read an erotica story involving gay sex before. And so to actually read a gay sex scene and be like, that was pretty fucking hot. <laughs> it was like, well, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you, can, you can get turned on by something that you yourself wouldn't do. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I, but it never even was in my, you know, it, in my that brain. Was, yeah. yeah I, I never would have even considered it. So, um, so the way I figure it is if, uh, this cis straight white guy is like reading this scene and and I'm getting a boner, uh, it's pretty good. So that's my endorsement Thanks. among, among others. Well, and it's funny because like if anything, sometimes I felt like I was putting too much sex into the story. Um, and that's obviously, it's a book of erotica. It's supposed to be full of hot stories, but I also feel like if you're just like reading it, you also need time to like cool down and then charge back up. So I did try and put some sections, you know, and obviously they're not just going to 
be sex after sex after sex, although it's a hotel, so somebody's going to be having sex all the time. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Well, as I, as I read it, as I edited it, what I thought about in particular, you know, having just done the Anne Rice reading right. was that this, while not real, obviously, is grounded. I think the word I would use is grounded. This isn't a situation where, uh, you know, we're reading the Sleeping Beauty story and no matter how profoundly um, horrifying <laughs> some of the these Right. These punishments were the guys were always hard. Right. Uh, the women were always turned on. Always ready. And you're know, yeah. like, they're always ready to go. And it's like, that's not real. Like, um, and of course, not that Sleeping Beauty is intended to be real, but uh, right. but but it's but it, there's there's a certain point at which, even when you're reading, um, or 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 watching television about something that's fantastical, yeah. there are certain rules. That you sort of live by, and if, and if and if when those get broken, it takes you out of the story. And those are the kinds right. of things that took me out of the story. That you know, when I read this, I was like, there wasn't anything in particular that I read that was like, oh Jesus Christ, like that's not <laughs> that would never happen. Right. I mean, yeah, come, come the fuck on, fantastical in here. Yeah, there might be things that are minorly far-reaching, depending on your sex, your level of sexual. Um, Comfort, but everything in there is is definitely been done by several people, <laughs> and, and, and probably videotaped right, by many. So right. Um, so with that in mind, um, let's have Annie read an excerpt. Okay. Uh, and Mister is going to help me read his part. I'm only going to read my part. So because it has a third character, a male, and I'll just read that part too. Um, this is towards the end of the book, and we're not giving away spoilers by any reading <laughs> this towards the end, but we just thought it'd be fun to read one of Annie Mystery's uh, parts. And um, giving a context is that um, Annie and Mystery, when they visit the hotel, they are there in full dom-sub roles. So they're going there to play out their dom-sub, I don't say fantasy, but right. yeah, sorry. So, um, and also guys, this book is like 350 pages. So this is, this is a full length novel. It's, there's a lot to it. You can have, you can get off so many times. By reading this, book. <laughs> this is, this is a bargain book because <laughs> you really can. We did. We got off so many times as she was writing it. Was it so writing it. Yeah. And every time you read it. So this is going to bring you a lot of sex. I promise you, you reading it, have your spouse read it or your significant other, uh, share it because it really is has a lot, lot a lot of hot scenes in it. But so they're there as a dom sub couple sub couple, and um, Mister A has kind of ordered Annie to um, to bring in a third person to watch them have sex, which she has not done before, and she's slightly uncomfortable with. But has agreed to, and the person watching them is kind of a boyer in all counts. This is kind of what he does: is watch people. Yeah, his his. Without giving too much away, his his backstory is that, that voyeurism is his jam. He doesn't typically uh, get involved. Yeah. Um, he knows there's like many touching. Yeah. His name is Mike. And he's, yeah, he's involved with generally another group that he usually watches. And so it's a, it's a change for him 
to not be watching that group, but instead to be watching. Annie. Right. And, and this chapter is told from Annie's perspective and also from Mike's perspective, which I'll be reading both of those parts. All right, so let's ready? go. So we're at the chapter or the section of this chapter is called Annie Mr. A's Rock and Roll Room at 5 p.m. This is the day before the last day. Annie was wearing a red sheer baby doll nighty with crotchless panties and cut out for breasts. Mr. A had placed her on a collar with a tag that read owned on it. He had chosen sparkly silver high heels that she could barely walk in. They had spent several minutes making out in anticipation of Mike's arrival. Annie was nervous, but already very wet and turned on. She wanted to do this as much as she was nervous about having sex in front of someone else. Mr. A had gone over a list of things he planned to ask her over the next few hours. She was mentally prepared. Still, when she heard the light knock at the door, she felt her nipples harden as her skin prickled. She made herself rise without hesitating and answered the door with Mr. A watching. Mike, welcome, come in, she said, trying to sound normal. Hey, Mike said, holding up his gift of blackened. I have learned you guys are whiskey drinkers, so grab this on the way out. It isn't full, but there's enough. Annie took the whiskey. Would you like me to fix you a drink? Yes, please, or I can get it myself. No, sit down. Annie is here to serve us. Annie, please pour drinks for all of us. Mike sat next to Mr. A on the couch, leaving room for Annie to sit between them. She handed Mike his drink, then Mr. A, before serving herself. She sat in a chair opposite them rather than on the couch. Mr. A wanted her to be on display at all times tonight. Annie and I are going to play pretty hard tonight. Are you okay watching humiliation play, including spanking punishments and piss play? We don't want to do anything in front of you that makes you uncomfortable. You couldn't surprise or offend me, said Mike. I've seen it all with the hashers. Trust me. Great. Then we should get started. Annie, please take your position on the ottoman. Annie took a quick drink of her whiskey... A bit sad that she didn't get more before starting, but climbed on the ottoman, her butt facing them. Tits down, ass up. Mr. A instructed. Annie stretched both arms out, getting her tits on the ottoman. She remained in this position for several minutes as Mike and Mr. A made small talk about the hashers. She could hear the ice clank in their glasses, but couldn't see them staring at her. Eventually, Mr. A stood up. Annie is currently wearing a medium-sized plug. Annie, spread your ass for us, please. Keeping her tits down, she reached around and spread her ass. She could feel the plug move slightly as she breathed. It was one of the steel ones with the light pink stone. It was her favorite, as it wasn't too uncomfortable, but weight enough that caused her lips to swell with arousal. Mr. A continued. To properly stretch her, I think we should remove the plug she likes and put in one that is considerably bigger. Mr. A picked up a glass plug that had a hollowed-out middle, giving the illusion that one could see her insides. This was her least favorite plug, and sometimes they failed to get it in. She always felt overexposed wearing it. Mr. A slowly pulled the smaller plug out. Keep your ass spread. He ordered just as she was moving her hands back to her side. Mike, you can get closer and take a look at her beautiful asshole. Mike stood behind Mr. A to get a better look. Annie has no idea how nice her asshole is. She patted, he patted her bottom lightly. Mike, would you squirt some lube on the bigger plug, please? You can be my assistant for this. Mike picked up the plug and squirted a good amount of lube on it. 
Annie wasn't, a, wasn't happy about him being this close to their play. She was already nervous about this plug and felt herself flush at the idea of him being so close to her open asshole. Mike was tall, and she could sense him looking over Mr. A's shoulder. Mr. A whispered in her ear, You're doing great, babe. Relax and take some deep breaths. I'm going to work this in your ass. Are you ready? Annie nodded her head as she took in a deep breath. She pulled her ass as far apart as possibly could to help the plug fight through her opening. Mr. A pushed slowly but forcefully, and just when she started to use her safe word to stop their attempt, she felt her body suck it in and accept it. She felt an immediate sting around her sphincter, and she squeezed against it, but the feeling started to subside almost immediately, and she gasped with relief. Beautiful. But now we're out of drinks. Please get up and refresh our glasses. Mike and Mr. A sat down, and Annie stood up, feeling the full weight of the plug. She poured them each a drink. Go ahead and do a quick shot while you're at the bar. When you come back, I want you sucking my dick. She opted for a shot of Crown Royal, then carried their drinks back to them. Mr. A took his glass and continued his conversation with Mike, almost ignoring her. She wasn't sure if she should unzip his pants and start sucking him, or if she should sit on the ottoman so that he could direct his cock into her mouth. She opted for the ottoman. She knew she had chosen incorrectly as she watched a very slight smile form on his mouth. He was hoping she'd make mistakes so that he could deliver his punishments. Why are you sitting on the ottoman? What did I ask you to do? Suck your cock, but I wasn't sure where, she said, realizing as she said it, the obvious choice was to be on her knees in front of him. She stood up, feeling embarrassed. I don't think you were fully listening to me. What happens when you make mistakes during our play? Annie looked away from him, feeling terribly embarrassed to be disciplined so intimately in front of another person. She could feel Mike staring at her. Punishment, she whispered with her head bent down. Come here and bend over my knee, he ordered. She felt her face flush as she realized she would be facing Mike as she received a spanking. She bent over Mr. A's lap and held on to his ankles. Mr. A tugged lightly at her plug, and she felt her cunt grow warm with moisture. He gripped a nipple and brought his other hand across her left cheek, hard and firm. She felt her ass cheek jiggle, could feel the plug slightly shift. He brought his hand down again on the same side, harder this time, and she flinched against it. He hit her right cheek a few times, then inspected her wet vagina with two fingers. He thrust deeply into her, and she moved against him. Are you trying to derive pleasure from your punishment? Sorry was all she could get out of her mouth as he removed his fingers and smacked her several more times, harder and harder until she knew her ass was bright pink. He stopped and stroked her ass lightly as he spoke to her. Are you ready to suck my cock right here on your knees while I enjoy my drink and talk with our guests? Yes, sir, she answered. Good girl, you may get up. She moved off his lap and unzipped his pants. He helped her get his pants down enough for his cock to be free, but then turned his attention to Mike. His cock was already very hard and silky smooth as she began to attend to it. Her ass throbbed with heat as she sucked his cock. She moved her ass up and down as she suckled, enjoying the feeling of the ceiling fan's air as it emphasized the heat on her bottom. 
Her clit was aching, aching for relief. She worked hard over his cock, hoping she was feeling on the edge of climax. He was also feeling on the edge of climax. Mr. A was working hard to keep a normal conversation flowing, but she could feel his cock throb against her tongue. He patted her head gently and pulled away, quickly stuffing his cock back in his pants. That's enough, sweetie. You may get up. Please freshen up your drink. Maybe bring the bottle over and give us each a splash. You may sit on the ottoman and chat with us. She was thrown off by this. She had been expecting to be relieved soon, but Mr. A was hoping to draw out their play a bit longer. She suspected he was hoping to let his erection die a bit. She sat and conversed with them, drinking quickly in case he ordered her back to her displayed position soon. Mike's cock was straining against his shorts. He was glad he was wearing his tight boxers. He could usually watch others engage in sex without a big erection. It was easier behind the camera. At home, he could rewatch his favorite parts as he stroked himself. He could replay parts in the shower or free scenes in perfect spots. Annie's ass was a big turn-on. He wanted to see more of it. He couldn't wait to see the size of her hole when Mr. A removed the large plug. He thought about fucking her ass, only half listening to Mr. A make small talk. Just as Annie finished her drink, Mr. A asked her to stand. Mike watched as Mr. A stood as well and grabbed a leash that had been by his chair. He attached the leash to her collar. She had been leashed at the hash earlier in the day, so this was not a big surprise, but Mike found it hot both times. Walk with me. He ordered. They walked towards their kitchen area. The entire suite was an open concept. He led her to a set of drawers. Open the first drawer, pull out the container, <coughs> and open it. Mike couldn't make out what Annie was pulling out, but her face did not look pleased. Her motions were slow and reluctant. Mr. A sensed her reluctance. Bend over the table, tits down. He said, and just as she complied, he smacked her hard four more times across her butt cheeks. Please don't disobey. Grab what's in the package and carry it to the ottoman. She picked up a sheet of something and carried it over to the ottoman. As they got closer, Mike realized it was a puppy pee pad. Mr. A led Annie back to the ottoman. She placed the pee pad in the middle. Good girl. Now sit up on your knees, hands clasped behind your back. Annie sat on her knees directly over the pee pad. She kept her head down, feeling very embarrassed and ashamed. This hadn't been discussed. They hadn't discussed this type of piss play in front of someone. You may relieve yourself now. He removed the leash and sat back down propping his feet up on the ottoman. Annie has stage fright sometimes, so this could take a few minutes. Mr. A said, buying her a few minutes to adjust to her new situation. Are you good with your drink? Yeah, I'm trying to pace myself, said Mike, making an attempt to sip. This was intense. Annie looked distraught as she kept her focus on Mr. A. He watched as Mr. A walked back up to her and kissed her passionately. They made out for a few minutes. He suckled her breasts and cupped her crotch. She responded to him, holding the back of his head and arching her back. Mr. A pulled back and whispered something inaudible to Mike. She closed her eyes as he sat back down. Mike watched as a light stream of urine splattered onto the pad, slowly at first, but then she relaxed enough so that a faster stream flowed out of her. The pad quickly turned a light golden color and wetness splashed across her feet and calves. The ottoman was sprinkled with spots. Mike's 
Cock pulsated harder against his boxers, and he squirmed a bit uncomfortably, not wanting to give away just how excited he was. Mr. A got up and removed the pad. He had Clorox wipes nearby and wiped the area, but left Annie's feet and legs untouched. Such a good girl. We should write a reminder on your chest. He grabbed a black marker from his side table and wrote, Piss whore, across the top of her chest. Get back on all fours. Let's see how your cunt is feeling. She got back in a doggy position, and Mike watched Mr. A fingering her vigorously. His fingers moved in and out of her cunt easily. He placed his fingers in her mouth, and she suckled passionately. Mike allowed a hand to rest lightly against his cock, adding a level of pleasure to his erection. Mr. A grabbed an empty wine bottle and brought it back to the room. Are you ready to come? She smiled at him and nodded. Great. It's almost time. First, I want you to fuck this bottle. If you do a good job with it, I'll play with your clit. Then I'm going to take over fucking your ass. Are you ready to get unplugged? She nodded again. Mr. A grabbed the plug and pulled slowly. Annie sighed with relief as it came out. Spread your ass for us. He ordered. He bent back down and pulled her ass cheeks further apart to expose a nice wide opening. Mr. A lightly fingered her sphincter, admiring the effects of the big plug. Mike thought he might actually jizz in his pants and involuntarily let out a low whistle, his only outburst of the evening. Mr. A looked at him and grinned, his evening made complete. Back up on all fours, he said, patting her butt cheeks. He put the bottle on her ass and pushed the neck in several inches. She grabbed the end of the bottle and moved it back and forth, gasping in pleasure. For a minute, Mr. A and Mike watched as she fucked herself with the bottle. Annie's face flushed with pleasure. Her desire could not be hidden. Their crescendo happened quickly. Mr. A moved to Annie's front and used one hand to play with her tits and the other to massage her clit. Within seconds, she was screaming in ecstasy, fucking the bottle harder and harder as her climax intensified. Mike allowed himself several strokes against his own cock through his shorts, knowing they were oblivious to his presence at that moment. He focused on the bottle bobbing a few inches in and out of Annie's ass. It seemed slippery against her opening. He desired to hold his hand over the bottle as it moved. Once her orgasm subsided, Mr. A quickly took off his pants and pushed his dick into Annie's mouth. She continued to fuck the bottle while using her mouth to fuck his cock. He didn't remain there long. Mike suspected Mr. A was close to exploding. He walked around and removed the bottle, replacing it with his cock. Mike stood and quietly moved so that he could see Mr. A's cock move in and out of Annie's ass. She screamed out with each thrust as Mr. A grabbed her hips to guide her back hard against him each time. He grunted loudly as he came deep inside her ass, suddenly or suddenly feeling awkward. Mike jumped up and headed to the bar, fixing them each a drink. He took his time, willing his cock to lose some of its erection and assumed they could use a few moments minutes to recompose themselves. He would have to relieve himself in his own hotel room before drinking the hashers in the group room later. By the time he walked back to them with drinks, they were cleaned up and sitting in their respective positions, Annie fully covered with a rope. And there's your rock and roll experience. <laughs> so that was hot. I mean, thank you. So yeah, so what 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 gets you hot from that? Do you think? Um there are several aspects to it. Um 
one is the submission, that the primary one is the submission. But what makes the submission and experience and then dials it up is being watched. So um, the, the, the notion of, of um, Mike uh, sitting there watching as they go through this process is an intensive, it's like a deep dive into, into submission because when we, um, when I think about humiliation play, which we're going to get to in a future <laughs> uh, uh, podcast soon. very soon, um, humiliation play is, it's really almost only humiliation if there's someone to witness it. Um, we, we just, Annie and I just finished a book that I got her a year or two ago about humiliation play in which the author describes, um, it being the difference between, uh, if you're outside and you stumble or you slip on ice and nobody sees you, um, it's an entirely different experience than if you slip or trip and then everybody's watching you. Um, that's where the humiliation comes in. So the 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 fact of being um uh, these like very submissive um acts being witnessed by a third party is to me like the highlight is like the pinnacle yeah. of 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 sexual humiliations and so that's what that's what drives my train yeah definitely for you has hits all of the all of the mark- <laughs> markers it was it was a good one to have Mr. A and Annie in, <laughs> right? And so yeah, that's a that's that's a good excerpt. That's a good example of what you'll find in the book. It goes a lot harder than that, honestly. There's um there's a humiliation scene not with Annie, Mr. A, although they're 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 watchers of that scene, but um, there's some pretty some pretty hard stuff, and there's some pretty um, romantic. I said romantic, but there's some lesser. There's some vanilla, vanilla, fairly yeah. vanilla stuff, but yeah, actually the other, the other humiliation scene I think is, I mean, I mean, I love this scene. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that chapter, I think is, that chapter, is one of my favorites. It hits all of my, um, fantasies. Like that one is more of like in my fantasy brain, you know, if I want, if I want to watch porn, then that's, those are the things that I'm wanting to see when I watch. I really, I would not want to be that person, but I like, <laughs> um, I like, that's, that's always where, where you, I go. You know, you'd want to be, uh, like if this, if we were a part of something like that in real life, you'd want to be in the audience. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think about that too. Yeah. So if you've ever, for, for those of you who are, uh, are porn watchers, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Um, it's called, there's a sp- very specific, I don't know. I, it's, it's like kink.com. Like if you go and I don't know, I find them all on Pornhub or whatever, but kink.com has a whole series of like women being wheeled into like a dinner party and just being given the business, yeah. you know, um, I interview them beforehand. Yeah. And so, like, you're okay with this, right? What do you want to experience? And like, you volunteered for this and they kind of go through the interview. Well, first. yeah. And they, and they get boundaries. Like yeah. what, what is it that we yeah. can't do? And they're like this, that, and the other. And they're like, and so they don't do that. Um, but 
you know, they, they, they there's like, a, there's like an inter, an entrance interview. They go in and it's, it's intense. It's intense. It's, it's all really about intense. Limits, yeah. And then, but then what I particularly like about it afterwards is there's like an after interview mm-hmm. when they're done, like, Hey, how's that? And they're right. always like, Oh my God, that was exhausting, but it was great. And it's like, right. okay, well, you know, I can feel good about this. Um, and, and so the, the humiliation scene that Annie wrote that goes in this book is sort of, it, it, to me, is along those lines. Yeah. Uh, only involving these characters that were, um, that were meeting and some of whom were a little bit more acquainted with than others. But um, that's what it struck me as. And it was, it's good. If you, so if you like those kinds of, um, those kinds of videos, those kinds of scenes, you're really going to like that chapter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, like, I mean, I like reading erotica. So for me to write erotica has been great because I, I get just as excited, excited when I'm in the framework of writing sex scenes as I do when I'm reading. So I just create my own. I mean, it's great. Um, but then having Mr. Egg read them, I mean, it's great foreplay. And then like, I mean, I would suggest it's, Reading erotica like this is good on your own, just like for masturbation. But it's also a great couple read. You can read it together, um, and you'll be ready to go right away. You can read it the same. Buy two books and read it, and then be ready to go. But um, it's it's a great way to get aroused. Yeah, and it, it the. the the biggest sex organ in your body is your brain. So um, if you can stimulate your brain with sexual thoughts, um, you know, the way that I, when I read erotica, when I read anything in my head, this translates into a movie inside my head that I've just created. Uh, I've created visuals. You know, if it's, if it's well-written, I've been able to create visuals. I know exactly what's happening. Um, This book is like that. I've read books that aren't, <laughs> um, and this is not one of them. So, uh, you know, if, if that's the way that you read or you interpret when you're reading, uh, you're really going to enjoy this, I think. Um, and there's, there's really something for almost anyone. Like the only things you didn't hit were like foot fetish <laughs> and scat. You know, <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah. everything else, there's at least a chapter of, uh, or something. something, something in it for everybody. Yeah, which is, and that's sort of the beauty of the the conceit of the the way that Annie arranged this. Yeah, to have uh, various different couples of various different um, uh, types to do various different types of sex. So you know, there are heterosexual couples that do BDSM. There's some that do cucking. There's some who are you know uh, who are poly. Um, and then there's some, some straight, um, I was about to say straight lesbian stuff, which I guess is a uh, contradiction in terms. Um, but there, there is something for, um, for almost any kind of get off if you like it. And, um, you know, it was having read it now several times, (laughs) it's really hot. So, um, and there are several ways you can obtain it i mean off amazon's uh website if you just search naughty nights at the bloom or my name annie goodman erotica something in that line 
Um, it's available in uh, paperback, but then it's also available through Kindle. The paperback's beautiful. I'm, we're looking. Yeah. We just got two copies. Annie picked out the cover art, um, and it's. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. Please, please yeah. go on. Tell <laughs> tell everybody how they can get it. So you can buy it through Kindle or through Amazon. Both of that's both Amazon companies. But um, there's also if you belong to Kindle Unlimited, it's on that. So you so you get it. Um, if you want to order it directly through us, you can email us on our website and make arrangements. We have PayPal and we have Venmo. You can buy us enough coffees. I can send you an autograph copy. Uh, you can do it that way. Uh, just let us know in what form format. We do not have an audible of it yet. If we did that, it would definitely go behind a paywall to, to buy the audible, but we have not, we have not read the whole thing yet. Out loud. Yeah. And if you want to just email us directly, it's admin at annieandmrA.com. Right. Ordinarily, this is now when I would plug all our socials, but I'm not gonna. We've been spending this whole time plugging the book, so it's we're not gonna play. It's a bonus episode. It's a bonus episode, um, and uh, we, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll let it go from there. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>